Hi, I'm Fred Eichler, and welcome to our podcast brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. And today, I am sitting with Ryan Schutz, and he is the Director of Product Management over at Bear Archery. That is a pretty cool job you've got there, Ryan. Yeah, it's pretty fun to design product to get to go use it. It's almost, you know, it's like building your house and then living in it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you've got, you know, I talk to guys, you know, in the industry, ton of people have awesome jobs, but you've kind of made a career out of awesome jobs. You started out at Cabela's. Will you tell people that are listening a little bit about your experience? Because what I like is that you're a passionate outdoorsman and, and always have been, but talk a little bit about your career at Cabela's and then, you know, what you do over at Bear now. So my career at Cabela's started as kind of a, hey, I need a job as I'm working in college to help pay for this, right? <laughs> and so I had just got a lab pup, and I was pretty big waterfowler. And they're like, you should go apply at Cabela's. I was like, really? You think so? They're like, yeah, you should. So I started in archery, and at that point, we also did all the dog training stuff. So it married my passion right away as I was still going to college, and that kind of never got away from the passion. So then I worked in some bigger stores, and then I went to corporate office and um, bought some optics. So yeah, you're right. I've had some pretty fortunate jobs. Got to buy optics and play with guns early on in my career, and then bows and crossbows and work with designing arrows and get to work with some really big big industry names and one of those was bear and trophy ridge um and cajun that i get to work with now so then you kind of you know as being an end user i get pretty lucky as you're out hunting and you're like man it'd be nice if this site was movable more or if we had different switches to make the lights on this site work a little different or something like that and you really get to go back and see if it's something that you can do or not do it it makes it pretty fun and what i love is is when you have a guy in product management and i i grab about this on almost every podcast because we've all you know mark was working on his truck yesterday for example and he's like this this stupid sensor is behind the wheel well and i've got to move the battery you know he was just going nuts on his truck so many times in you know whether it's engineers or people in product development or product management they don't really use the product so I really like that a lot of people in the hunting industry, and, and a vast majority, but yourself included, you're passionate about the sport. You're out there helping design stuff because you've used it in the field. And that, to me, is paramount. That's probably the most important thing, and, and that's what you want in somebody that's designing product. And sometimes, unfortunately, in every industry, they've got guys designing stuff that don't use it. Yeah, you couldn't be more right. You can get some really cool stuff on engineering software like CAD and stuff like that. But until you get out in the real world, like, yeah, it works. It works great in my controlled environment of 70 degrees and no wind, right? But then when you get out in the real world or like in the mountains and it's cold and then later it's hot, well, is everything still working the same way? Is that rest still moving the way it's supposed to? There's all those questions and the real world's the only way to know that. Yep, that's exactly right. The real world's the only way to know that. And a lot of people know that I kind of started out, you know, like you, you know, being a passionate outdoorsman with, you know, my dad that was a huge hunter. So I grew up hunting and fishing, but bear archery has played a huge factor in, in my life. And because of Fred Bear, because of you guys' founder, uh, I can't imagine how many people Fred Bear introduced or, or got people passionate about being outdoors because I grew up reading Fred Bear's field notes. I I can vividly remember, like I do with my son now, my dad coming in the room late and going, "Would you 
you got to go to bed. And I got my flashlight underneath the covers, and I'm reading Fred Bear's field notes because Fred, to me, everybody that's, I, th- I think, a bow hunter knows about Fred Bear, but Fred, to me, did such an amazing job of telling the story. It wasn't about... I never saw Fred measure an animal. I never saw him look, you know, it was about the experience. And when he wrote the field notes, which you guys have redone, by the way, I'm, I'm jumping subjects here. Everybody that knows me that knows I do that, but uh, you guys redid his, his Fred bears field notes. Yep. I'm glad to bring that up. So of course, you know, those books are really old and what's awesome is they've kind of was so they they've went through the test of time, so to say. So we've had them redone because everything's digital nowadays, of course. Um, so now they're better quality and things like that for the print and easier to produce. And we still, people comment on those books all the time and you know we fred of course made the company what it is and he gets credited all the time a lot lot for archery but more and more we just hear like father of hunting and all that and then a lot of it especially in today's day and age he was so big on you know we want people to hunt multiple seasons he was never really a against anything he just wanted people to hunt and archery was a way to be outdoors more like because a lot of seasons are longer and things like that and i think nowadays they want us to social distance that's a perfect way to get (laughs) get right in spend more days out in the field i'm all for it and it, it you know he did such an amazing job and i don't know that i've ever seen anybody since do it as well he talked about the people and the places and the flora and the fauna and the, just the experiences of everything. And that's one of my favorite pictures of Fred Bear is he's got a chipmunk on his hand and he's feeding it, you know. But the fact that he made it real through his writing, and that takes a talent, mm-hmm. you, you know. And, and you could see how passionate he was about it. And I, I was so fortunate that one of my early jobs early on was working at Bear Archery. And I worked in the pro shop and the museum and, you know, a lot of people know how, how hugely this impacted my life, but I was cleaning Fred Bear's mounts from all over the world. I was putting mineral oil on the Bengal tiger claws and, you know, putting mineral oil on, on the grizzly bear. And, and, you know, I can remember the Valiant Maid, the, you know, the boat that he was on with his buddy, you know what I mean, in Kodiak Island and, and the hunt where the bear walked around the rock. And, you know, it's it's so cool how people in your life you know, and usually it's parents, and of course my parents had a huge impact, and friends, and, and people I worked for, like, you know, when I managed the archery shop and things like that, and Frank Scott at Bear Archery had a big impact on my life, but Fred Bear, to me, was everything an outdoorsman should be. He was a conservationist. He was knowledgeable about the animals, and he was passionate about hunting, and his, you know, advertising campaign, be a two-season hunter, like you touched on was probably one of the biggest you know things that got people motivated to to go into archery it wasn't step away from the gun it wasn't step away from you know your shotgun your rifle or anything else you're doing i I want people to be a two-season hunter you know yes you're a rifle hunter and fred bear was an avid rifle hunter and and grew up you know i love the old pictures of him hunting in pennsylvania and you know even michigan but it was enjoy this as well this is another part of the sport yeah i think that is also why his legacy is so big nowadays more than probably ever is you know just the diversity of it all like that's what all of our society wants now and fred was really big into that wants you to hunt however you hunt was kind of just the way 
he he was fine fine with it. He was also really big, especially in those books about the adventure. I loved um, how he liked to tie things into like some of us, you know, we're looking for trophies and things like that. He was looking for the adventure. The adventure was trophy. Don't get me wrong. He shot some really, really nice animals, <laughs> but he also just shot a lot of animals that were, you know, that was his trophy that one in those books. It talks about that a lot about, you know, it was the experience. He talks about the people he was with and how everything worked and, you know, you even said like the trees and some of his Alaskan hunts and uh, he does a good job of you knew he was passionate about it when he takes so many words to describe like a scene. Yes. And just, exactly. you know, I I was hunting yesterday and, you know, there's times in action where it's not a lot of things aren't happening, but there's always something happening when you can just look out in front of you and you can hear the water in the creek creek like behind you. And we had birds and sometimes, you know, they're really cool cool birds that you don't see a lot of like blue jays but then there's a robin there's always something happening around you and if you just slow down and take it in a little bit it it's worth it that's why some of us hunt and you which was really cool i was glad you came out here to hunt you ended up taking a beautiful gobbler and we didn't even realize at first it was double bearded. Yeah, we just found out. That's a, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Just that. found out a few minutes ago as we're cleaning the bird yeah. that it had two beards. And what's crazy is like two of us looked for two beards. It just seemed like one of those birds. Big mature that, gobbler. Yeah, big mature gobbler. Just really, really good spurs on it for being the, a Marian. Yep, for being a Marian. And it... It just kind of felt like maybe there was something. And then, of course, it was a surprise because lots of double beards are close to the main beard. And this was probably an inch, two inches away from yeah, the Yeah, I think you're right. It was like almost two inches away from the main beard, which was really a unique bird. And we'll, we'll show you a picture. We'll, we'll include a picture of the size of the spurs. But the spurs were also red. And most spurs are black. And uh, I've only taken a handful of those red, pink spurs. But this bird not only had huge spurs, but they were that real pretty red. And like you said, usually Miriams don't have long spurs. They wear them down on the rocks, especially the mountain bird where you shot that. I mean, that was close to 8,000 feet uh, up in the mountains. Just a beautiful, the white tail. He had all the characteristics of a big, pretty mountain bird. I love the history Bear archery to me is, is, like I said, it always, you know, it always means a lot to me, and so does Fred Bear, and I love that you guys have kept that legacy and that Fred Bear is a part of everything you do because I've seen that change sometimes with other companies where they had a founder or somebody that invented a ton of things, and they branch away from that, and that seems to be the company's kind of stance, is, you know, is it not? Oh, it definitely is. We think about it a, a lot. Almost in every product that we we do is like what, you know, what would fred be thinking on something like this and, what would fred do yep and fred <laughs> liked to he liked to innovate a lot i mean there's you know it went from he did some compounds he did some he did a little bit of everything and he was always trying to push that envelope but he then also always stayed true to he really wanted value and wanted to make it so everybody could use it and that's that's a big statement for a brand to have that you like, you want to be open and have those price points that you can get as many people involved. And we think about that a lot because Fred was very passionate about that. You said that at dinner the other night and I thought it was, it was pretty profound because we were talking about how expensive some things get, you know, it's hard for, you know, maybe a new dad, you know, that wants to get his son into, you know, there's, there's some, bows and and rifles and you know we could name almost anything in the outdoors that are getting so expensive you can't 
afford them anymore. And, you know, having worked in a pro shop, don't get me wrong, I think pro shop, brick and mortar, and, and specialists and guys that can help train people to shoot are super important. It's an important part of the industry. But at the same time, I think it's also important to make archery super accessible. So I like the fact that somebody can be shopping and, and the kid can kind of wander over into sporting goods in Walmart <laughs> or or some of these other big box stores and go, yeah, man, you know what? Maybe it's not what the main reason they went in there, but I'm going to buy my son or my daughter or my friend or myself a bow and that it's affordable. It's something they can, uh, it's not going to break the bank or they have to take a loan out to get. So yeah. I think that's a good And direction. we want it to be extremely high quality for those price points too. And we all start somewhere. I mean, everybody, you know, you kind of start, um, we use analogy like I can, my first set of golf clubs weren't super expensive and my current ones probably aren't either. But as you usually get into it, you know, you do more and more as it becomes your passion. And I really like what you said. It's still, you know, shooting our equipment and stuff like that. Boy, the professionals help so much when they're designed, when a bow fits you right and you start to shoot it. Your first experience is so important. And getting that fit and feel is just key, as you know, from working in pro shops and stuff like that. And that's what hooks you when you're like, well, I don't know. And then your first shot is actually close to the center or even goes close to where you want. And you can see those kids' eyes light up. Or even mm-hmm. nowadays, you still get a lot of people, you know, adults starting and when you can be successful and you know the equipment's part of it, it's a good feeling. And that, uh, I, I'll never forget my old bare fiberglass recurve. You know what I mean? That was one of my first bows, and that was just a, it was super cool. It got me got me hooked and, and got me excited about archery. Um, let's talk about some of the other stuff you guys are doing, like, uh, you know, Trophy Ridge products. Talk about Trophy Ridge, because that falls under basically the bare umbrella, if you will. And you guys have, what, everything... What, what what did you say the other night when we were talking? If it bolts, if, if it bolts on a bow, it's in the trophy ridge line. That's how we look <laughs> at it. So, sights, rests, stabilizers, quivers, um, wrist slings. Um, if it bolts on a bow, we do it under trophy ridge. Uh, trophy ridge is really it's. We look at it as, and we have some slogans. It's like tools to your hunt, right? Really, tools for the archer. Um, so to say, and so what we're really trying to do there is, again, make the experience, some of Fred does does go into that, is make the experience really great. So we have some, we call it React technology in our sites. And what we're trying to do is make your experience very fast, very easy, and the, of course, very accurate and very good. So on those specific sites, like a five-pin React site, you just have to cite in your 20-yard pin and your 30-yard pin, and then we have a dial, and it then will mathematically dial in the rest of your pins, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, so, but you only had to do the real hard work for the 20 and the 30. And I like to think it's not a lot of hard work if you're shooting and then you get those. And then all you have to do is check the rest of those pins. I mean, we all want more time or at least, um, yeah, you wanted more time in your day, right? And that helps you get just that much more. It's a tool that helps you get out with your bow sighted in that much quicker. And I got to talk to the engineer about that, which was really cool. Just talking about... Oh, the the mathematical equation basically that goes into the That's ballistic equation. Is. Yeah, and he's talking above my head, but he's like, "Yeah, Fred, this is it." And I was like, "Wow, that is awesome!" So, you know, we've we've got that set up. Uh, those react those react sites are pretty slick setup. The other one, and and Mark is a huge fan 
of that works with us is the uh, the Trophy Ridge, the San Kim Diero rest, the you know the drop away, which dropaways are huge. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this, but Muzzy was actually one of the first ones to bring back the dropaway arrow rest. So a long time ago, when I worked in Cabela's and I worked in our <laughs> our pro shops, I put together that like a claw. Yes, I'm yes. very very familiar with them. They- it was so cool. Michelle saw that as it, nobody was shooting a dropaway, and a guy Al, I think was his first name. I want to say Angelico. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's it. But he had actually designed it, came to Michelle when, uh, you know, of course, a lot of people know this, but, you know, Michelle's dad had started Muzzy Broadheads and said, I've got an idea for a dropaway arrow rest. And she was like, what? Dropaway? You know, so she looked at it and went, you know what? That's cool. So literally the first dropaway, I think I'm accurate there, was was Muzzy. And they had the Muzzy dropaway and it went nuts. People started shooting it and going, this is really cool. So it's neat to see that technology just take off and go crazy, but I like to give Michelle a little credit for for being you know foresight enough to look at that and go, this is a really cool idea. And now you've taken those arrow rests a whole nother level. They're smaller, they're more efficient. Um, you know, they're 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 really cool from that very first rough design. Yeah, we do a lot of research when you talked about engineering and stuff because I don't want to discount the lab. It's great to get it out and do real world, but we did. Lots of different video testing to see, you know, how is it dropping, how fast, a lot of slow-mo stuff to see if the arrows, um, testing multiple vein setups, probably vein, you know, vein and even feathers that a lot of people aren't using on compound nowadays, just to make sure everything works no matter what you do, right? So trying to get all those different combos. So lots of science in that. And of course, then adjusting the ratios inside that to get it just right. But we pride ourselves a lot on rest we do obviously to do the the whisk trophy ridge whisker biscuit rest which makes it of course very easy too and we're very excited that we do um the new v biscuit which is just you know a nice uh it's less contact on the arrow and it's a different way to do the whisker biscuit so we put a lot of research in the rest at trophy ridge it's it's one of our cores and you guys got to play around with those slow-mo cameras. You ever seen somebody yes, sneeze do. on one? It's <laughs> no, the cool I, it's I did a slow-mo video of me sneezing one time. And I was like, that is awesome. I That's why I'll never have a serious job because I, I'm like, oh, let's see what this looks like. You know, <laughs> I love that you think of it that way. We we shoot like cameras and or cams and limbs and arrows and you're shooting sneezes. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> It's one of those fun things to do. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit of fun. Now, I, I have a little bit of info, but I want you to just touch base and just touch base. And first off, if somebody wants to go check out, uh, before we kind of wind down here, because I, I, if somebody wants to check out Trophy Ridge, I can, I assume they can go to trophyridge.com or yes. if they want to check that, you know what I mean? The react sites, you know what I mean? They can go on there as well. And, but it'll be under that, that banner. And of course for bear, Ooh, before I ask you this other question, we've got to talk about this real quick. There's a celebration that takes place, and I didn't know about this until last year, and I'll tell you what I did. I put a picture on my Instagram page of my old bear archery badge that I used to have, and it's so cool that I kept that because it was just so special to me, and I won't tell you how long ago that was, about <laughs> 30 years, 30-plus 30 years ago, but I still have it. it. Says Bear Archery. It's got the you know the little bear logo, and it's got my name on it. And I just was so proud of that. And Frank Scott, you know, and me were were friends, and I got to meet Bob Munger and hang out with some really cool guys back in the day. But I posted that up on my page, and I got a text from a guy, or I guess a private message, you'd say, or whatever. And a guy posted up that, hey, 
we have a get-together up in Michigan on Fred Bear's birthday. And you were aware, of, give, give people info on that. There's some hardcore Fred Bear fans, which I consider myself one, but I didn't know about this. So, one, you got to check out, if you listen, check out the new books, the Fred Bear Field Notes that have been redone, got a pretty awesome, awesome set of books there. But talk about this Fred Bear get-together. So it's, I love that you use the word fans because they're even like, they're customers, but but there's so much more. They, they know the history of Fred just amazingly. So there's this, that's, um, it's multiple groups. So one of the groups that many of us have on like Facebook and stuff like that. And a bunch of different like people have gotten together and celebrate um, Fred's birthday, which is in early March. And they like to get together back in Grayling where it all started in Michigan. And um, they do like a 21 arrow salute and they have a whole, oh, that's cool. a whole deal um, which is awesome, right? I mean, that's that's just we are so humbled that we have customers, fans that that look at our our brand and our founder that way. It's it's amazing. That's the type of stuff that gets you emotional as being part of those companies. It's just so much more than that. So it's great they do all that um, really fun stuff and that they make it fun. Like um, so with the trad stuff's really really fun for us. And anytime you come up with any thing even a little bit different um they they support it so well so uh they have a really good group up group up there i do you know what it was over a hundred people i think this year and wow. it gets bigger every year i and, want i want to go now i'll be honest i want to <laughs> I, i'm sure they would love it, to have you up there and you were showing me pictures and you know what else is cool tom gallagher had pictures on his phone of this restaurant these guys meet at and there's like Fred Bear stuff. They even have his car, his old car, right? Fred Bear's car in this restaurant. And so it's it's really cool. I'll have to look that up for you guys or you know, check it out. I'm sure you can you can see about that. But I can vividly remember do you remember the old Delta V? Like I do. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm dating myself, but it was so funny when I was a kid going to school, I remember this is just off off track, but you'll probably laugh. Some kids in my class were spelling kids' names backwards, right? And so my buddy Bob, no big deal. Bob is Bob, you know. My buddy Eric, well, you know, that was a little weird, but it didn't make sense. And I'm already doing it, like, in my head. And I'm like, oh, man, Durf. Fred backward is Durf. And so they started, all the kids started making fun of me. They're like, Durf, oh. And I totally remember going, yeah, well, Fred Bear's name's Fred, too. You make fun of him? And all my buddies, of course, were hunters. They were like, oh, well, you got a point there. And the Delta V is the fastest bow in the world. So, I, you know, I remember I, remember I kind of got out of a, you know, one of those little deals as a young kid where you're like, oh, man, everybody's making fun of my name. So Fred Bear made Fred cool. So made 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 the name cool. You guys have something cool. I know you can't give a lot of info, but what, what do you guys have coming on that you're going to maybe release? We have some really cool stuff happening in traditional we've we've made it a focus so it's on the traditional it's side it's on the traditional side i can't say a whole lot yet but you want watch, to stay tuned watch we're, for we're bear coming archery coming really out cool with stuff. something really cool on the traditional side i like it and medallions i know we're going to close this out i know you're running out of time so am i because i've got a uh, some stuff i've got to do with some more clients coming in but there's guys that just collect medallions most people collect bows 
But there's Fred Bear was so famous and such an impact. There's people that just collect the medallions on the bows, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and can know the dates of when each one was produced and when we did it on different bows. And, of course, we do, um, you could call it different colors and, and things like that. And then, like, even on our limited edition ones, we do white to make it, you know, we try to, and a lot of, Fred was big influence on all that. And then, of course, we still have people that are working in our factories that, you know, knew Fred and keep keep it keeps it living on the way it should i love it well if you're interested in a really cool job like ryan has check out bear archery consider going there and applying because there's some pretty cool opportunities at at bear probably at trophy ridge as well and even escalate right that's the mother ship yep and they, they allow us to keep doing all this fun stuff in the product so it's great ryan thanks so much for sitting down and talking to me thanks for sharing um like your perspective uh, as the director of product management, some of the cool stuff that Bear and Trophy Ridge and all the different uh, things that fall under Escalade's umbrella are doing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. And congrats on your turkey. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs>